the Spurs News Podcast, the home for discussion on all things Spurs. Now, here are your hosts. Hello everybody and welcome back to a new episode of the Spurs News Podcast. I am Sam, delighted to say once again this week I'm joined by my colleague, my partner in crime, mi amigo, it's Matt. How you doing mate? Good to be a Spurs fan at the moment, isn't it? It feels a little bit better this week, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's no two ways about it. There's a little bit more of a <clears throat> a spring in my step, a little bit more of a smile on my face. Uh, last week it didn't feel too good. But but the rumours, the rumours of the homecoming of Gareth Bell was fueling us last week. And then, of course, those rumours became the reality. Gareth Bell has rejoined us. How are you feeling about that, mate? Let's oh, start with it. Let's... Over the mood. And do you know what? I, I don't know if you're the same as me, but um, I went to... Uh, so it was, he signed on Saturday evening, didn't he? And he did. and, it, and Friday morning we see him come into the... Um, into Hotspur Way, you know, we sort of like they tracked the plane, and I was gutted actually because I only live a stone's throw from Luton Airport. So if I'd have known that yeah. he was landing at Luton Airport, I would have gone there. And because we sit like we, we've there's a there's a park yeah. nearby Luton, and we go occasionally. It's on the flight path, and you see a lot of those private jets come yeah. in. So I should have put two and two together in the first place, you know. But um, well, yeah, but I, I got I don't know about you, and I, I'm I'm probably talking for most Spurs fans. I just I had Twitter on and I just had the word Bow Tottenham Spurs in the search yeah. and I just kept refresh it and you know you get the option to do late uh, top tweets or latest tweets. Yeah, I had it yeah, on yeah. latest, so I, it was literally every twenty minutes I was going on that. And then it comes a sort of Saturday afternoonish, and I'm like, okay, I'm starting to get a little bit scared now. I know, I know you were messaging me. It was funny. I mean, I mean, let's let's talk about that. I mean, he's here now, so we can all smile and laugh about it. Yeah. But the tension that it created. So there was the excitement of we knew he was coming. He got on a jet. He'd been spotted. He was the people were tracking the plane. It landed. Spurs fans got pictures of him. Spurs fans then greeted him at Hotspur Way, which uh, I have to say they should all have been wearing masks and social distance. <laughs> and also they broke the rule of six, naughty boys. But I loved that. <laughs> That was that was kind of because and the reason why I loved it is because the last time you know Bale was in Madrid on a regular basis and playing, his car was being vandalized. Every time he left the ground or the training thing, he was being booed and stuff thrown at him. And here he is coming back. And you know the overall theme of all of this is he wanted to come back to where he was loved. Yeah. And just seeing the smile on his face in that car, it's like he couldn't hide it. You know, he was trying to be all professional. And then he just couldn't hide the fact. It's like, oh, this feels good. You know, yeah, this, yeah. this, this is this is better. Um, and then, so he arrives at Hotspur Way, and then silence. <laughs> Deadly <And> silence. <laughs> every hour that passed, people would be like, "This is it. It's gonna be. It's gonna be three o'clock. Three o'clock. Everyone. Yeah, I'm hearing. It's gonna be three. I mean, what the f- people? Yeah, I'm hearing. No, you're not, no, you're mate. Not. You're just making that up. You're guessing and trying to look cool. <laughs> And then it's like, oh, I'm hearing it's four. I'm hearing it's four. A minute ago, you said it was going to be three. Yeah, yeah, well, this is what I'm hearing now. Shut up. <laughs> um, the one thing I, I, people said on there, someone said, are we really that petty? We're holding on to our announcement until Arsenal kick off. And I went, yes, we are. Yeah. I love that idea. <laughs> um, so when that game started and was going, I was like, oh, this is weird now. This is strange. 
so I, I am fortunate enough to, to know a couple of people who have a greater understanding of what's going on inside the club than myself. So I did sort of check in with them. And the response I got was, as far as we're aware, everything's done. It's just that there there's like a lot to do. So them arriving is not like um, they've arrived. They're just here to hold up the shirt. They mm. arrived. There's still a lot of stuff to do. So I was like, oh, okay. I said, but it will be today though. And they're like, yeah, I don't see any reason why not. Just it might be late. And I think that was the message coming from the club to the journalists as well, because that poor guy from Sky Sports News was there like all day. Yeah. Um, I can't remember his name, but he was still there at like eleven o'clock at night when he finally was like, "Yeah, so I'm going home now." <laughs> I was like, "Oh wow!" I think it's Paul Gilmore. I might have that wrong, but I really felt for him, you know, because earlier in the day, the Spurs fans were there, so we obviously had people to talk to and bounce off of. But then they got moved on by police because you know breaking the rules, <laughs> and and then he was just there like. Uh, they kept going to him like every 15 minutes. Say, hey, is Gareth Bell signed yet? No. <laughs> Sergio hasn't either before you ask. You know, it's getting cold now. Um, so, yeah, so it, it kind of made me laugh that. But then, of course, it goes over a night. And the minute the announcement was delayed into Saturday, and Saturday came, we all woke up, and there was still no news. The tension, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it was palpable. Yeah. All the excitement from the day before. I mean, I even tweeted, and I stand by this, I even tweeted, why is it that we had all of that excitement and all that energy, and this delay feels like it sucked all the fun out of it, yeah. to the point that when they announce it, it's going to be more like, yay, finally, rather than like, come on, yeah, you know? Yeah. Uh, but So it kind of went to that, and I did feel that, I do generally stand by that, but then at the same time, I got proven wrong, because then on the Saturday... They just changed all they did. They hadn't tweeted anything. They'd done nothing. Like nothing was going on at all. They tweeted nothing. And then they all they did was they changed their bio on Twitter. And the bio was became a little uh, emoji of a house. So home. And then the number 16. Then 3. Then 11. And then an arrow and 9. And that's all they did. And I think Spurs fans cracked that code within 30 seconds. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bell's going to be wearing nine. He's going to be wearing nine. I mean, that spread like wildfire. Um, I'm fortunate enough that uh, someone sent me a picture of his name on his, on his shirt on the back of a chair as well, which I shared to a couple of people. Um, so I kind of got a bit of a heads up on that. But it was... Uh, the excitement from that moment then just all came back. You know, everybody who was like over the moon the day before suddenly was back on the hype train. There was no kind of, oh, you've ruined it. It was suddenly, this is amazing. Yeah. Um, and then they announced Sergio... Um, Reggion. Oh, Reggion. Reggie. Reggie, <laughs> the, the, Reggie, the left back from Spain. Um, I, I got the video as well. Like I literally downloaded, I saved the video of how he pronounces his name. I have listened to that 10, 20 times today to try and record this podcast. And I still can't say it. Yeah. yeah. He does. He does something with the G in his name I that agree. I, as an Englishman just cannot do. And as a Bristolian, I can barely say Sergio. Oh, I, I was going to say, mate, it's probably less to do. you being an Englishman. More to you, you've been a Bristolian that you're struggling to be, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's probably fair. I was, I was trying, I was trying to involve everybody in this, but no, you're, you're probably right. It is just my, my West country twang, isn't it? Yeah. 
Um, Sergio, I'll try and do it in West Coast. Sergio Regulonio. <laughs> you are fine uh, there, mate. You are fine there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, something, yeah. So, uh, Sergio Regulon, Regulon, yeah, Sergi, Serge to his mates, or Reg, um, he uh, signed and they announced it. And everyone was like, oh, this means, you know, this is wonderful. He's a great left back. You know, don't let the bell thing overshadow it. And everyone was just kind of like, this is great that he's signed. He's a really good player. And then the video of him came out. And it's a great testament as well to how many people actually watch these videos to the end. Because about 10 minutes went by. And then someone shared the last few seconds of the video again going, everyone has everyone watched the end of this, by the way? And the end of it was uh, Sergio like like pretending like they've cut away and he gets a phone call and he, and he picks up his phone and he goes like, hola amigo, and then in Spanish says, you know, it's your turn now, my friend. Yeah. And the minute that got shared, people, again, the hype train was unbelievable. The, the atmosphere was great. Um, the tweets flying around. I mean, every aspect of social media was just buzzing. Um, you could not escape it. And then, of course, they post the video of the the homecoming with Bale sat watching his best bits on the projector and the projector then being on his shirt. Uh, I loved it. I mean, I thought they did a great job. And what a signing. What, what two phenomenal signings for our club in addition to the signings we've already had. I mean, it's just great. It's great. It's amazing. But you, but you look that 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 video did give me tingles. But you think of um, you know, the the podcast that me and you did when we didn't sign a single soul in those wind transfer yeah. windows. I yeah. just we are being spoiled, like aren't we? We are being yeah. really spoiled this one. We are having some fantastic yeah. signings. I mean, I know obviously Bow is the is a cream on top, but you know you forget that Reggie yeah. on is a very highly rated left back. Really yeah, highly rated. Yeah, he is. Yeah, big time. <clears throat> I was going to say yeah, to you. I was going yeah, to say yeah. to you. I know you mentioned it earlier about the Madrid fans. I did want to mention it. They are a f- weird bunch of people, weren't they? The Real Madrid fans. Like I don't understand it. And I know this. They've 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 booed Cristiano Ronaldo in the past, don't they? And great players. I mean, what? what are, yeah. Like, is it just their standards, or are they just just gen- no, genuinely it, weird it, people? You know. I, I I'm honestly not sure on this because I think my theory before was like uh, kind of spoiled. Yeah. Um, you know, imagine supporting a club where at the start of every season, and by the way, as a Spurs fan, I cannot imagine this, no, right? no. this is something, but at the start of every season, the minimum expectancy is to win at least two trophies. Yeah. Yeah. That is your minimum expectancy. Every start of every single season of Real Madrid, which is why when they've let managers go in the past, having, you know, only won the champions league, finished second in the league and won the cop you know the copa del rey and they're like no not good enough and i'm like what yeah yeah uh you know it's that kind of this is the bare minimum and the spanish league the thing is probably the 90s into the 2000s if it wasn't real madrid or barcelona you know the spanish league really was with the greatest respect not great you know the the competition level it was those two like super clubs one or two, I think Valencia for a time sort of got in amongst them, and I think Atletico for a very short time. But then now, because a lot of that was down to how the money was distributed, by the way, there was like a real click, almost organised crime level. Mm. But now that the Spanish league's that little bit more competitive, I don't know whether over time they're going to have to adjust their thinking. But right now, I mean, the mind it baffles me it doesn't make any you know, sense Bale 
you think about that game, uh, Champions League against Liverpool. Yeah. He literally came on and won it for. That, that, and that was one of the one of the greatest goals I think I've ever seen. Like the technique, the ability, yeah. and it reminded me a bit. You know, when um, Delhi scored that goal against Crystal Palace. Do you remember? Every, yeah, we yeah. was all like, as Tottenham fans, we were all yeah. buzzing, weren't we? Like, have you seen that goal? Yeah. And it ramped, yeah. it ramped up your love for him, didn't it? All it did was ramp it up. Yeah. But for some reason, like, he get, he's, he's hated and booed. And I know I've mentioned Cristiano Ronaldo as another player, but he's another one who was just, yeah. the guy, there was, him and Messi with a, a, I'd argue, maybe still the two best players in the world. And yet the yeah. guy's getting booed. I, I just like, by his own yeah. fans. It doesn't. It doesn't commu- compute in my head. I don't. I don't understand no. their thinking. There, like how they, how they support the club because that's not support, is it? That is just not support. It's just weird. It's really weird for me. It, it is really weird, but it is this kind of expectancy. They don't go there expecting, you know, uh, oh this should be a good game, or you know, oh I hope we win this one. They go there like we're going to win, and I wonder by how many and how well. Yeah. And the minute it's not to that standard. They boo like lunatics, yeah, and it's like, uh, and like if I'm a player, and like Gareth Bell when he was a kid dreamed of going to play for Real Madrid. I mean that's well documented. It sucks, but it's well documented. So he went and did that. He must look at that and go, you know, I achieved some amazing things, but that is not what my dream was. No, that, that, Do you see what I mean? yeah, that was that, should, that shouldn't be part of Harry expected it to be. No, yeah. and uh, and I what the one you know a real nice thing that. Gareth Bale coming back, having experienced that and returning to Tottenham as a conquering hero. Um, you know, if Real Madrid come calling for a Harry Kane next season, I Gareth goes, nah, mate. Don't go there, yeah. yeah, <laughs> no, yeah no, no, no. Yeah. You could score 50 goals in La Liga. If we don't win every single trophy, they'll still call you a failure. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. Yeah, don't do it to yourself. Um, did, talk, you know, yeah, talking sorry. about Sam, sorry to interrupt Sam, talking about yeah. uh, Harry Kane, uh, did you see, um, on? he came up on my TikTok actually a little bit earlier today, he's been interviewed yeah. after the, the game, uh, obviously that we'll go on to talk about, but uh, he's, yeah. he's, uh, he's talk, uh, I think the, the guy who's interviewing him, he's talking about the assists and then, and Mourinho walks past and he says man of the match he's like man of the match he went, that was a team effort but man of the match and you can yeah. you can see like Harry Kane kind of like I, I, I think I mean I, I know that's just a little clip a clip of the, the, what happens yeah. with them but I almost feel like having Jose Mourinho may be the key to kind of I don't know about keeping Kane, uh, you know, depending on what happens later in the season with trophies, but you can see the respect there, you know, and the kind of relationship they've got. And it looks really good because I think you find with Mourinho, and I know, again, there's there's a lot coming out of reports recently, obviously what's happened with Delhi about how he was with Manchester United players. And if if you fall out of favour, that's your lot. But, Harry yeah. Kane, he knows he's got the man and you know he's going to look after him. There's going to be no fool in that relationship with him too, is there? No, no, there's not. I mean, that would be nuclear. And yeah. it would also be the end of Jose. Yeah, know? yeah. Daniel Levy runs that club and Daniel Levy knows Harry Kane is the club. So, yeah, Jose ain't that stupid. Yeah. Um, But what was interesting about that clip is a lot of people got really critical because he did the same thing to Sonny. So Sonny's being interviewed and he was being told he was man of the match. And Jose Mourinho interrupted him to say, no, 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 Kane, Kane was man of the match. And a lot of people took that like really badly. Like, you know, that's really not a nice thing to do. You know, really out of order. Um, Sonny, however, was like smiling and, and agreeing with him. And what I find quite interesting is like 
when he said that to Harry in that interview, you'll notice Harry was immediately going, yeah, well, he's got the match ball. He scored the goals. Yeah. You know, he was sort of pointing to his teammate. Yeah. And Sonny was like, yeah, I was just saying the same thing. You know, Harry, whoa, what a performance. Mm. Um. So, yeah, so, I mean, from a teammate point of view, I mean, that just didn't bother me. It was like little little soundbite clips that I think people blew up. Yeah, you can you can, you can can read so much, can't you? You can, you can take so much context out of something that's not there yeah. when it's only like a 10, 15 second clip. I, I also think as well that a lot of people just aren't used to that. Like with Mauricio Pochettino, he'd never do that. Yeah. You know, he wouldn't. He might have. If he walked past, he might have just like slapped them or something jokingly, and then just kept walking. Yeah. You know, he wouldn't. Mauricio is the kind of guy if he sees a camera would try and walk the other way. Jose is the kind of guy that sees a camera, checks his hair, and goes walk straight in front of it. Yeah. It's, it's just the way he is, and I think there's something as Spurs fans for five six years of having Mauricio. It's still a little bit of an adjustment when he does stuff like that because you're like, oh, oh, that don't, oh no, is that right? Yeah, have done that. Yeah, I get that. Uh, yeah, I think the I think the players have more of a kind of understanding of how it is. I think, you know, they'd have gone into the dressing room and Jose would have made it clear how impressed he was with certain things or unimpressed with other things. Um, but yeah, I mean, we got a couple of games to talk about actually because obviously we record on a Thursday, so last Thursday we were in Bulgaria. Well, we were, were we? <laughs> Well, we weren't. No, we weren't. No, I think we could have been. I, th- I think we'd have done all right. Um, so the Bulgaria, the game in Bulgaria, um, we won the game, and I think that's about all you can say about it, really, because it had this feel of a kind of um, uh, locomotive plodiv. That's how I'm going to pronounce it. I don't care. I was going to leave it, but I thought, no, go on, Jones, give it a go. Um, I. There ain't a lot you can say about it. You know, in these games, which are for the team you're playing, is their World Cup final. It's like when you watch the FA Cup, basically. You know, you see a team come up from the conference, go to Old Trafford, and go toe to toe with Man United, and you're like, how is this happening? Yeah, yeah. How how is this even remotely possible that the, these guys who basically have all finished work a couple of hours ago yeah. have you know thrown on their kit and their boots? A couple of them still look like they've got like you know baker's flour in their hair from from their job are now going toe to toe with a full time professional elite side, and it's just because like football's the magic of football is eleven versus eleven and on a day, something madness can happen and. I don't know about you, but going one nil down in that game, I had that pit of my stomach kind of feeling of, oh, don't do a Tottenham. Yeah. Don't 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 mm. do this to me. Don't because the the fight back last season in all the obstacles to get into Europe because the club needed to be in Europe with the stadium and everything. You know, Daniel Levy made it clear we need to be in Europe. You know, Europa League, Champions League, get me into Europe. Jose did it. They celebrated. They got criticised for celebrating it, but to him, he knew it was an achievement given everything that had gone on. And I think perhaps watching the documentary or obviously, you know, showed a lot of the glossed over a lot of stuff. I think it did demonstrate to people in sharp focus just how bad things got behind the scenes mm. at the club. Yeah. You know, you know, even before COVID struck, you know, the injury stuff and. You know, just how, you know, when he was sat there writing out a team, trying to make a, a whole squad, and then the physio came in and he had to scrunch it up and threw it out the window. You yeah, know? yeah. It was kind of like, wow, yeah, okay, that demonstrates just how bad stuff got. Um, So, to me, to achieve that and then look like you're going to get knocked out by Lokomotiv Plovdiv in Bulgaria was just a brutal, brutal thing. Um, and then I don't know about anybody else. Now I was doing the updates for the Facebook page, 
Um, but the actual signal for the game from the host broadcaster in Bulgaria was lost. So for doing the updates, I was relying purely on a journalist who had travelled and was there and his tweets. Wow. And I think basically everybody was because there was no way to watch it. Even people who paid the money to Premier Sports couldn't watch it because the host broadcaster lost their feed. So with that happening, all of a sudden I had an update that said Tottenham penalty. Red card Plovdiv. Kane goal. Red card Plovdiv. So I've gone, oh, he's tweeted that twice by mistake. No, no. It then gets clarified a few minutes later that basically there were two sending offs from the penalty incident. One was a handball, deliberate, straight red. The second was the guy got booked and it was his second booking because he was trying to smash the penalty spot whilst Kane was holding the ball. <laughs> this is Now, this is proper Sunday league level tactics, isn't it? <laughs> isn't it? Like, you, go and dist- you go and distract the ref, I'll kick the crap out of the penalty spot. And the referee spots him and just goes, what? What, what? what are you doing? And like, second booking, you're off. So they go from being 1-0 up to in one play, giving away a penalty that equalises and having two players. Down to nine men. <laughs> yeah, and then and then mad and this is where the madness keeps going in. So the, the footage came back and I was like, oh brilliant. And then it goes again, and then I go to Twitter and it says another red for Plovdiv, and I'm like, What? <laughs> so I've updated the page again. I'm like, okay, there's now three red cards. This journalist then retracts that a few minutes later. So, again, I'm like, oh, my God, I've got to delete that post now. Then Undumbele scores to make it 2-1. So, basically, what happened is a guy went off injured, and they couldn't they couldn't bring a sub on. So, they were down to, like, eight men at one point whilst he was sorting himself out. And the guy thought it had been another red card because he saw the referee book someone <laughs> <laughs> and then saw him, like, walk off, and he was, like, counting the players, like, well, there's eight of them. Oh, wow, there's been another red. But that is absolute anarchy, and it is the Europa League summed up in one game. You know, the host broadcaster unable to broadcast, the absolute calamity of a Sunday League-level tactic of trying to boot the penalty spot so Kane would miss, um, and Tottenham caught in the middle of it in this absolute nightmare. But we won the game and we advanced, and that's kind of all you can say. I mean, it's like all that stuff's funny now, but... If we got knocked out, it just would not have been funny at all. No, you're right, and and you're exactly right. After that celebration, and, and look, I, I didn't knock him for celebrating because part of me was thinking the, no, the, the part of me was thinking it's for the documentary, right? But yeah, also yeah. was part part of me, and like he 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 said, hasn't he, that you know he, he's always qualified for Europe, whatever team he's managed. So that's a record he didn't yeah. he didn't want to lose, which then makes me think the trophy record is something he's going to be determined to to, to keep as well, oh, which which is a nice yeah. feeling, you know. But yeah, do you know it's yeah. funny about that game because obviously I know we I knew we won, I knew what the score, I, I saw the sort of a, a really chopped up version of the highlights on a YouTube video yeah. but I didn't know half of that and and that's not because I, I was ah, well, I go. wasn't interested it's because there was no way of finding out you know all, all yeah. I remember is seeing lots of um, yeah. angry people on because I was trying to follow it on Twitter as well and lots of angry people yeah. saying I pay this money to Premier Sports and I can't even watch it you know so yeah. it, a lot a lot of us were, were in the dark weren't they about it and that, well, well yeah oh, big time yeah. Yeah. well now you know see in future Matt when you need updates for a game and you're unable to watch go to the Spurs News Facebook page <laughs> that's facebook.com slash Spurs News where the updates are on the ball up to date and done by me nice nicely <laughs> Wasting in there, mate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if anyone picked up that subtle promotion there. Which, subtle, do you know subtle. we uh, we had a nice little milestone with the, with the Facebook page, didn't we? 
today. We did, yeah. mate. We, we passed 65,000 people now like the page, which means we could fill the new White Hart Lane, which is still what I'm calling it, all right, Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, um, and have some left over outside, yeah. probably in the bar. Yeah, there you go. A thousand people <laughs> in the bar. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, damn straight. I'm, I'm up for that. Um, so the other game, which of course we've got to discuss, is the Southampton game. Um, th- this, for me, can be summed up quite literally as a game of two halves. My God, which is a yeah. Football cliche beyond measure. But um, so in the first half, it felt very Everton again. It, it was like the team just didn't look like they'd met each other before. You know, it's kind of like, oh, so, so you're Sun Hun Min. Oh, nice, nice, yeah. So I passed the ball to you? Oh, wait, they've got it. No. It, it was weird. Just really weird. It, it felt like we lacked any sort of pattern to what we were doing. Um, Southampton pressed with their high line, um, and when they came forward every time they looked dangerous, uh, like Everton did, and I was like, this can't be it. This can't be Jose's Tottenham for this season. You know, this, this is mental. I... Um, we we go a goal down as well. Um, a great finish. I got to give him credit for that. But at the same time, I don't see how he should be scoring from there. Um, it was a car walk. It was Hugo, a, yeah. It was a car walk. Peter's assist as well, wasn't it? Funny enough. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I wasn't going to bring that up. Oh, sorry, mate. <laughs> yeah, Do you know he he he's supposed to go into these games making it look like he's trying, not actually try. Yeah, I don't know where his loyalties are, honestly. <laughs> I'm going to write him a very sternly worded email when this is done. Um, but yeah. uh, by the way, he's listened to us before, no Carl Walker Peters. Yes, yeah, several times. Um, I don't know if he still does now. He's a technically at Southampton. He might listen to this one yeah. just to see what we say. Yeah, yeah. Uh, wonderful performance, a great player, a lovely lad. We miss you, Carl. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, we miss you, mate. Um, but yeah, so quickly moving on before I say something else stupid. Um so yeah they go 1-0 up and I was just watching it and I'm like I don't see how we're going to score I don't see any pattern to our play I don't I'm really lost here and I was getting really quite despondent thinking this is really bad this you know this is this is bad and then Sonny Sonny equalises with just a phenomenal finish and for me that whole goal was Tangier and Dumbele doing what I thought we signed last season, if that makes sense. 100%. You'd had, 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 had a fairly you know, good game. You, you know you know, he's not fit enough really yet, and you know he's starting this game, um, and Jose said straight away you know, before, and you know, Tangy needs minutes, but he's working really hard, so he's starting this game. It's almost like rewarding him to say, you know what, I can see how hard you're working. Get out there, kid. Mm. And when he did this turn in the middle of the park, I was like, Musa, yes, is that you? Exactly. Are you, are you yeah. back? Yep. Um, just power, like almost like a rugby handoff to one guy, and then he puts his body into the other guy so he can get nowhere near the ball and just bursts away from the two of them. Then his ability to pick the pass, which is the thing that he has, which we haven't had before, is not only does he have that power and strength, his passing and his picking of the pass in three balls is phenomenal. Yeah. And he picked out Kane, and Kane's first time ball to Sonny. And I, I, for a moment, I thought he'd taken it wide. I thought, oh no, you've taken it too wide. But his finish was phenomenal. And it's 1-1, and I'm like, that is kind of what Jose's Tottenham is. That ability to go from you know winning the ball and then just ripping a team apart in like three passes... 
that's kind of what he's looking for. These kind of uh, like you know speedy transitions and this ability to go right, you know, try and break us down. But the minute we win the ball off you, we are gonna you know we are dangerous, mm. uh, which is kind of like um, like the first steps in like building blocks really, and then you can like grow from there. And in the second half, man, we grew. Yeah. Do you, do you think? <laughs> do you think that second half, like I, they, they, like we both, both teams played a high line, didn't they? Yeah, now, yeah. I, 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 I don't know how to word this without sounding disrespectful, but okay, just go for it then. Be disrespectful. But it's look, it's Southampton, isn't? It? Look, I, I know this. Look, there's no other way of saying it. You know, they're they're a mid right. they're a mid table team, aren't they? Look, I, I'm 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 not not giving us. I'm not saying we're like a you know we're a Man City or anything like that, but I'd, I'd suggest we're up yeah. we're up there. You know we're maybe at a different level than they yeah, are. Yeah. But it felt like it felt like they were like they were give they 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 were playing us like they they they'd have set up against a team like yeah. Villa for example. You know like play the hot. Yeah. It, it didn't make sense. It 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 it, it didn't make, make sense. And I know oh, you said yeah. it's a game of two halves, which it was. But the second half. We just—it it was embarrassing how how we was how we was making with, with, with obviously Sonny and Kane with with the line they were playing. I think if I was a Southampton fan, I would I would genuinely be more concerned about you know he, the manager clearly has a style of play and he's played it against a lot of teams. I remember last season they got destroyed by Leicester. I think it was like eight nine nil. I think it was, wasn't eight, it? Yeah, nine nil. Yeah. It was something nuts. Yeah, and. And then he went on a run after that, kind of consolidated, did well. But the guy will play this way, and on occasions, if a you know if a striker's banging for him and they take their chances and everything, they're going to get ripped apart like that because he doesn't have the quality of players, in my opinion, to be able to play in that style. I mean, there was an analysis done afterwards, and you know to say their back line was not in a straight line ever is an understatement. It was all over the place. Because they were trying to press high and the players were pressing to the player and sometimes that meant one player was further forward than the other. They didn't press as a line at all. And Kane worked out. I mean, you know, Jose said, you know, at halftime they all sort of like went, look, we're in this. You know, if they keep playing this way, we're going to get chances. Kane just dropped deep. He basically, and I think Sonny said, on, you know, sorry, Kane in an interview said, I didn't even have to look. He said, I knew the runs he'd make, and all I did was, as I picked up the ball, I heard him shout, and I just put it to where I knew he'd go. Yeah, yeah. And that's it, because there was so much space behind, and Sonny is so quick. I mean, it just, it was it was magical, really. Watching him do that was like watching Hoddle yeah. just spray passes around. I mean, it was, it was wonderful to see, and... It also, in one performance, shut up all these idiots who call him a tap-in merchant and a penalty merchant because his game is so much more than that. Of course, ironically, he then scored a tap-in. Yeah, he did, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But he was... You, Which, <laughs> but you, you're right, though. The way he was teeing up... I mean, don't get me wrong. Son, Sonny's... Um, you know, he's got oh, his ability... Quality, it's, yeah. it is, it's, it's up there, isn't it? You know, it's one. Sonny's yeah, one of them players. Yeah. He reminds me, and I think I said this before. Kane's got it, and I remember players yeah. like Rooney had it, Shearer had it, Van Nistelrooy. Players where when they get the ball, either in the box, you, you just they're going to score. It's just you know they, they're so yeah. deadly with, with their shooting accuracy. But yeah, you're yeah. right with Kane. He picked him out perfectly so many times, yeah. didn't he? 
Yeah, it was it was it was really beautiful to watch. I mean, I I haven't watched a match of the day or anything for a long time. That's not not because we haven't won games and I've enjoyed it and stuff, but just because the analysis and that nowadays does my head in. Um, it doesn't matter who they have on there, but it just seems to annoy me. It's like they're always. Uh, similar to so many things now it feels like they say stuff for clickbait you know mm. it doesn't feel like they're actually analysing the game to analyse it bring back Hanson that's what I say yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway can't win if you were kids uh, <laughs> I know that's my age big time my age but I, I used to remember watching Match of the Day and even when we lost I remember as a kid wanting to watch it because I wanted to know what they thought does that make yeah, sense? Yeah, of I was like, I wanted to watch because if our defending was bad, I want to know what Alan has to say and what he thinks we can do to make it better. Mm. You know, because it was, I valued the opinions that were being given. Now I'm just like, oh, shut up. Yeah. So anyway, I did watch this because I was like, do you know what? I'm so keen to watch a kind of breakdown of how what Kane did, and match of the day too. It was. I just watching the passes and the way he spotted the space and the way Southampton couldn't cope with it. Um, it was almost like they didn't know he had that in his locker. Does that make sense? Yeah. It was almost like they didn't know that Harry Kane could do that. I mean, Carl Walker-Peters must have just... Been, I'd love the idea that he was like, guys, seriously, he's really good at passing. Yeah. Shut up, Carl. He's a tapping He's a tapping version. Version. No, no, guys, <laughs> guys, really? <laughs> Trust me, I've trained with him since I was a kid. The, he, he's really he's really good. He could play as a midfielder. He could be a creative 10. Seriously, mm. shut up, Carl. Yeah. All right, fine, fine. <laughs> You know, because uh, it just felt like they obviously didn't have a clue. Because when he dropped off, you could see the defenders like, "Oh, Kane's all the way out there. He can't score from there." Yeah, obviously done yeah, that. Yeah. Oh crap! Yeah. <laughs> um, but the other thing that happened from the game and the way we scored the goals and the way Kane dropped in to create the space in behind was that kind of mouth-watering feeling of we've just re-signed Gareth Bale. Yeah, yeah. And I've just watched Sonny do that. Also, there was this real element of me when Sonny scored four goals of like Garifu. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you know what yeah. I mean? Add this kind of like, all oh, right, you've brought back, uh, brought back Bale, have you? Well, I'll just go out here and score four goals. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The very next day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you make make all that fuss. The other thing that I spotted as well, and I don't know if everybody saw this, but when Harry Kane got substituted after he scored his goal. Um, you know, like last ten minutes, obviously he was just thinking, look, get, get off. I can't, and I can't handle the idea of you playing like this and then doing a hamstring or something. Mm. So he's pulled him off, and as he's come off, Jose grabs him and goes, "You are still the man. You at this club, you are the man." And I find that really interesting. Mm. Well, that plays into what we said earlier about that little clip of yeah. him saying that he's man the match. You know. Yeah. But you just think about all the fuss the day before about Bale coming. Yeah. Back, all that, yeah. All the fans, Bale, 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 mm. Bale, Bale. Kane goes out and plays like that. Again, I've said it for a while. Kane needs someone to push him, and having another genuine superstar at the club, I, I'm not surprised that the next day he was like, "Oh, all right then." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you're all talking about Bale now, are you? Well, let me remind you, I am Harry Kane, yeah, right? Of and goes and does that. And then Jose straight away, man management. You are the man at this club. Do not, you know, yeah. this is not changing my opinion at all. I mean, don't get me wrong. Next week, Bale scores that trick. He'll be like, you, you <laughs> are the man. man at this club. But yeah. I know, I know. Yeah, Jose's not one for loyalty. No, no, of course <laughs> not. And I, I know we mentioned this last week, but. When I when I, I thought of this actually when when we was when we was scoring the goals for fun, just thinking and, I, and again I know we mentioned it last week but can, can you just imagine like you know we've got Sun, Bell and Kane 
play in those yeah. those forward three. As a defender, yeah. what do you do? <laughs> like, oh, oh, you're screwed. Yeah, it's like, it's a bit like, and it's what the it's been known as like the Liverpool problem basically because Firmino. Uh, with the greatest respect, plays a very different style of football to Kane. Firmino is like a very physical, holds the ball up, brings others into play, and the guy's like a workhorse. He runs and runs and runs workhorse like crazy. He's not as good a finisher as Kane. He's not as good a passer as Kane. So when you imagine... But, like, Mane and Salah are phenomenal. And this is obviously just my personal opinion as a Tottenham fan. I would say that Sonny and Bale are of an equivalency to Mane and Salah. Yeah. I, I genuinely believe that. And I'd say that Kane is a better forward and a better 10 than Firmino. Now, and that's not me saying all of a sudden we got a better front three than Liverpool because they've been playing together week in, week out for seasons. you only got to look at the way Liverpool play and have played you know, to know that at the moment they are the where you look at to go, OK, that's the best. Mm. <laughs> so, But for us to put together those three on the pitch... Given game time, given the ability to start learning from each other, I think that's going to be oh phenomenal. Yeah. But not just as a free, you know, because there's going to be games where Jose is going to be like, you know what, tactically we're going to do this, tactically we're going to do that. Just having those options now, I mean, that's insane. Yeah. Isn't it? There's going to be games where Son is on the bench or Bale's on the bench. Maybe Harry might even get a game where he gets a start on the bench. I mean, he'll he'll be angry as hell about it, yeah. but. He might actually get a break every now and again nowadays, yeah. <laughs> um, especially with us so close to signing a new striker as well. Um, yeah, this is this is kind of like crazy times. Um, as a Spurs fan, I, I don't quite know what to do with all the transfer business we've done no. and the fact that there's still two more to come in. Yeah. I, I said yesterday on Twitter, the last time we signed this many players is when we sold Bale. That's right. Yeah, it must, it's all it's all linked to him. Yep, yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's all it's all about the bail. It's obviously when Gareth Bale's involved, Daniel Levy loses his damn mind. He does, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Do you know? I was, uh, I, yeah, I mean, loving it. I was going to say as well, Sam. I don't, I don't want to not mention it before we stop talking about the game. I just yeah. that ludicrous handball at the end. I, I, ju- oh, yeah. I, ju- I just, yes, yeah. I know. It... Yeah, we have got to we have got to talk on that. Of course, we have. Um, <sighs> I, I genuinely had this moment with this and I love love your opinion I was like am I reacting to it this way as stupidity because I'm a Tottenham fan am I looking at that going I'm a Tottenham fan that's never a penalty and then I kind of said to myself well no because we've won the game you know if this was one all and that penalty won it for Southampton I'd have been like torching the stadium <laughs> level of anger <laughs> Do you know what? Do you know um, what anger you would so, have been at? Right, I'm sorry to. Yeah. Have you seen yeah. uh, that clip of that woman in the co-op with the red wine? No. Right. This this is the level of anger you would have been at. Right. Promise me you'll watch it. Yeah. Right. It's on. I think it's on on the LBC page. But basically, this woman, because yeah. uh, you know, I don't know if you've been to a co-op. We've got a co-op around the, clo- around the corner yeah. to us, and it's all one-way system. I mean, most of the other supermarkets yeah, have yeah, ripped yeah, that yeah, up, yeah. but the co-op have kept it. So she clearly gets told to go the one-way system, and she just she just flips completely, flips, and then she walks over Oops. to the red wine and just starts yeah. just clearing the shelves. Like just literally clearing the shelves, and it's like a sea. Oh, wow. It's like a sea of red wine, just like waves on the floor, and she just walks out. <laughs> wow, just that's, a, that's an angry lady. So that's that's would that have been the level of rage you would have been? <laughs> oh, oh, without a doubt. Yeah, I was. I would have been like beyond beyond the pale. It would have been ridiculous. Um, I because for me, and I'm, I'm kind of looking at, it, I'm like, 
I don't think I can blame the referee here. I think I've got to blame this ridiculous handball rule. It is, yeah. Because the handball rule states, I think it's like basically from your elbow now, like the crease of your elbow down, it hits that anywhere. It doesn't matter. It's a handball. So the fact that it was drilled against somebody else, his arm has not moved. It's not moved towards the ball. It's not done anything. They basically wanted to eliminate the the question of is it deliberate or not, and they, and their thinking was well, if we just make it everything that hits the hand like that is handball, then we've eliminated that all oh, was it deliberate or not debate. To me, it's uh, it's awful because you you got to a stage now where you see defenders running out to someone putting their hands behind their back. How is that natural to run? Mm. How is you know how are you going to balance yourself? You know it's ridiculous. And we don't want to see that. Surely that's that's weird. No one wants that. Everyone wants, you know, competitive. You want the guys running full pelt. And when you, with VAR now, with the ability to look at a replay, you can tell if a guy's brought his hand to the ball or not. You can tell if he's deliberately handballed it or if it's been smashed into him. Because the other thing you don't want to get to a stage at is where you've got a defender running with his arm, like, you know, to balance, and a player thinks, oh, dink it into his hand mm, mm, yeah. <laughs> because because some players are very you know skillful they can like turn on a dime and just you know lift the ball up straight into a pl- defender's hand apparently well that's that's know, that's that's, that's what got Liverpool their first goal in the Champions League final wasn't it yeah well yeah you know, exactly uh, uh, and, uh, Sissoko's arm was up and bang straight, straight hit, hit, but, but the, with, the, with this one it, it's just beyond ridiculous because like you say you can't like you cannot like well, well do you know what I say you cannot fault the referee because he's He's, he's it's a letter of the law he's he's kind of going with what he's been told but it's yeah. but it's if the arms outstretched and I did see um I think it's Sky Sports that do it they get uh, one of the ex referees is it Dermot Dermot Gallagher one of them uh, and, and he yeah, basically yeah. looks at five or six contentious yeah. penalty issues and he or he genuinely he always agrees with the referee but he actually says on this yeah. one that he disagreed with the referee's decision because he said it wasn't yeah. out it wasn't out like he said it was in front of him it wasn't like yeah. It, it wasn't like you, you like because you think outstretched. You think a defender diving for the ball, don't you? Like you know, putting his yeah, arm out yeah. and and putting his hand where his head can't be. But yeah. he's holding that. Def- he's holding that, that that attacker at arm's length, and like you say, yeah. it, it flicks off winks his winks his um, heel yeah. in a, in a in a split split second. There's, there's there is literally yeah. no chance to do. react to it. Yeah. He's nothing he can do. Nothing. He's like you cannot. Your brain doesn't work fast enough to move your arm out of the way when something when you when when the ball's moved in an unexpected direction because obviously coming off winks his oh, heel. So there was nothing nothing he could do. So it, it just it, it's a complete. It's a ridiculous, ridiculous, ridiculous penalty. And like you said, yeah. even though, like, if it had been, if it had been one to draw, to, to equalise or to win the game, it would have been an absolute massive punch in the yeah. gut. But yeah, five-two. You know, get angry about it, but it's it's not yeah. affected the result. But they've got to, they've no. got to sort it out, Sam. And, and like you said, like you know, they, they, if, they, if they're thinking is to do it to um, stop the kind of um, you know. Was it deliberate? Wasn't deliberate? Then they're just—they're yeah. they're making it ten times worse. This is not—that that sorts that situation out. That sorts that problem out. But you're then creating a bigger problem, and that's not—I don't think they realise that. 
no I, I agree and and the thing is i'm all for with stuff like this to do it and then because sometimes on paper you look at that and go oh yeah that's a good idea but then when it actually gets played out you can go oh, actually no that's not worth that's creating a, a more of a contentious issue. absolutely yeah what so i'm fine with that you know okay right we've looked at it yeah that's right because look at the situation last season with the penalty uh sorry with the goal disallowed in project restart where it came off mora's hand that's right because it was kicked against him they've looked at that and gone yeah okay that you know that now won't disallow a goal so you know if we look at that and go what could he do you know he's know. Been pushed to the ground fouled yeah. He's been booted against him. Yeah, right, yeah. So so they, they've looked at that and addressed it. So what they need to do now, and I, and I hope they do, I hope as the season goes they look at it, because with VAR now being in the game, it's not going. No matter how much people dislike VAR, it is now when technology is brought in, that's it, it's in. So with that being there, all these decision things that in the past you've gone, oh, yeah, but if you, you want to do this because you want to eliminate the human element of opinion... You can now. It's more of an educated opinion because he can go and watch a replay. Yeah. You know, he can he can go right in the heat of the moment. I thought this, but hang on, bang, whistle, runs to the side of the pitch, looks on the TV. Yeah, the defender's lifted his arm up. It's an unnatural position. That's a penalty. Or he can look at it and go, oh, he can't move his arm there. There's no way he could have moved his arm. That's not deliberate, right? Okay, play on. That it takes seconds. You know, it literally thirty seconds out of the game, and that'll be done. So. Now the technology is there to do that, you can put that back in. And yeah, of course, every now and again, people are going to disagree with the referee. Well, they did that before. Yeah. VAR doesn't eliminate discussion on decisions, as we've all found out. It doesn't eliminate no. that. It simply moves it. Exactly. But the accuracy of decisions is better. Yeah. You can't dispute it. Yeah, absolutely. You're right. You're right. I, I mean, I, I think, I mean, you just said it and I said it earlier. What can he do? It's almost like that should be... That should be not specifically a rule, but that should just be the overriding factor. If if you're looking at the defender yeah. or looking at the person that's alleged to have done um, had the handball, if your thought is what else could he do, and if if he if yeah. if there is nothing, if there's nothing he could have done, then it's not a penalty. That that surely has to be a rule. If there's if 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 the if the player, the defender, that let's like, say if if he's if he can't do anything else, he, he's not. He, you can't commit commit a foul. You can't. Do something that needs to be punished. If if you haven't, you know, there's no choice. You know, and it, and it reminded me. No, I know. I, you, I know you talked about the um the the, the incident uh the, the the earlier incident. But the one I'm thinking of as well is the one with Danny Rose. Do you remember when uh, I think it was the quarterfinals of the Champions League? Because I was at that game. Yeah. And Man City, yes, yeah. and um Sergio Aguero hit the ball and it hit Danny yeah. Danny Rose's arm as he's diving. Yeah. But again, like. He would have broke his there's neck. There's no way. There's yeah. nothing he can do. There's no way. Yeah. No, I completely agree. This, this, there's, there's nothing he can do. That, and yeah. that needs that needs to be. They need that needs. I think that needs to be a thing. Like you, the referee needs to think if there's nothing, if the player couldn't have done anything else, then it's, it's not a penalty. If he if he if he can't avoid committing the foul, you know, or, or committing the the, the offence. Yeah. Well, the idea always used to be the handball was if you you know moved your arm in an unnatural position. The idea being you've made yourself bigger to block the ball using your arms. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, if if you are jumping, you've got you know you use your arms to get up there. If you're if you're sliding in, you're using your arms to protect yourself. You know, 
Yeah, I mean, I've I've seen um, decisions given where a ball's been blasted at a guy's face and he's lifted his arms up, you know, to protect his face. I always felt that was harsh. Yeah. But then, of course, there's a few old school defenders going, "Take it on the bounce." All right, all right. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, mate, it's time to head over to our Facebook and Instagram pages because we have got some questions from fellow Spurs fans. Now it's time for your comments. Right, and we're going to start with Facebook. Uh, Facebook, we begin with Matthew Fleming, who has written us an essay. Are you ready for this? <laughs> yes, go. Three questions this week, guys. Sorry. He's not sorry. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. I don't, think, I, don't, I don't think there's one bit of him that's sorry at all. Number one, I'd love a bit of discussion on Eric Dyer. I love Eric, <laughs> and he loves you. Um, I think he's a great pro with a very real personality. However, I can't help but see him as a poor choice for centre-back. And despite Southgate and Jose's faith in him, he doesn't look like he's able to do the job properly. Does he need more time to get his consistency? Is it a mental block? How patient should we be? Oh, there's a discussion. Um, for me, he's fourth. Four, sorry, for me, he's fourth choice amongst our centre backs at the moment. Um, okay, so Eric Dyer. Um, Centre-back's a better position for him than central midfield, defensive midfield now, without a shadow of a doubt. Um, after illness and injuries, the guy just doesn't have the agility anymore that he had. Possibly age even as well, but he doesn't. Um, mm. Therefore, moving back into central defence makes a lot of sense. Uh, I remember Ledley King talking about him tra- transitioning back to defending what the first season he broke through as a defensive midfielder. King was like... This is going to serve him really well for when he does move back. Um, he has moved back now. He is working day in, day out with the king, as he is known. Oh, yeah, thank you very much. <laughs> um, and to be honest with you, it's going to take time because at the moment we don't have a settled uh, central defensive pairing. It's like horses for courses. So what that basically means is, on a regular basis, Dyer's going to play with Sanchez, he's going to play with Toby, um, and then Dyer's going to be out of the team altogether. It's going to be Toby and Sanchez. Uh, Tanganga's going to come in. Um, and because of that, I think they're finding it a little bit hard to get uh, f- um, consistency, fluidity in what they're doing. You think about Jan and Toby. Those guys have played together since they were kids. You could literally, they could literally both be out injured for months and then come back in and just slot in, like, yeah, no problem. We know each other. Mm. <laughs> you know, we know each other's games inside out. And although a lot of the defenders there have played in the same team as each other on a regular basis and probably played a fair few games in central defence together, it's not quite the same as playing week in, week out with that pairing. I think Jose would like to do that, but at the moment, the, def- the central defenders. He hasn't found a combination he's happy with, and you can tell that by the fact he is chopping and changing it. Um, it's not just horses for courses right now. It's kind of like, you know, Everton, he wasn't impressed. In Bulgaria, he wasn't impressed. I don't think against Southampton, he was overly impressed either. So it's kind of like, what do you do? Um, Jose has faith in him. He signed a new deal with us. He England need a central defender like him, really, you know, and him finding form. Um, but our concern as Tottenham fans really is, you know, what you know, us winning games. Um, right now, I don't think he's in the best form. But again, that could be, you know, we're like three games into a season. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? um, it's it's really difficult to judge. Uh, 
um, let's let's table it. Let's go Christmas at Christmas. Let's have this discussion again about Eric Dyer and see how we feel then, because he'll have enough games by then that we can all look at him as a central defender and say, you know what? Yeah, you know that's working now. We can see it. He might be in and out of the team, but he's looking solid. Or at Christmas we might go. Well, he's had ten to fifteen games now. He just doesn't look, you know, doesn't look like a central defender. Um, and, and also, yeah, we'll see. yeah, and also, Sam, we can just do the Aussie Ardealist version of things, can't we? You know, let's ship a few goals. When we got them three up front, we just score more than we let in, eh? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can really see Jose going for that. Jose, Jose has a real reputation for this kind of Brazilian attitude of ah, well, they score five, we'll we'll score, score six. Seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I don't see it, mate. Um, yeah, I get the impression Jose would rather win every game one yeah, yeah, than, yeah. than concede goals. Yeah. Um, okay, the next part, uh, you, Matthew says, if I'm allowed a second question, what are your thoughts on the two recent links to, again, it's another one I'm going to butcher, Skriniar and Milic. To me, these are two signings that would complete our squad. Um, to be honest with you, there, there are two people we've been linked with for the entire window. Um, what's kind of interesting for me is... Um, the, the money that's being discussed because um, Milic was like at 40 million euros at the start of the window and obviously we went no um, it came down to 30 million and we said no he then did a deal where it looked like he was leaving his club to, to move to another Italian side and that's fallen through um, basically the player is like you know what no I want to move to England um, with that in mind the player has been offered to us this is the story that's come out from a lot of very reputable places um, you know, where they've said, look, you know, he's got one year left on his deal. We we don't want to lose him for nothing, you know. Come on, Tottenham, give us give us an offer. Yeah. It sounds to me like the basic negotiation that's going on is we he will extend his deal by a year with his existing club on the basis that they agree to loan him to us without a loan fee, but with us having a you know, uh, I think we're signing him for thirty million euros next summer. So basically, aids our cash flow this season, which is obviously an issue. Um, gets him off their books from the club, the selling point of view, so it makes them happy. Um, so that appears to be a deal that's moving forward. But of course, you know, so much can change. I mean, we were linked heavily with a guy, a Dutch striker playing in Germany, Wolfsburg, uh, called Veghorst. I can't, again, another name I'm butchering, I apologise. He he looked like a very Jose player, um, but they they priced the out. I mean they they asked for thirty five million euros in one lump, and we just went no, I can't do it. So um, that that story kind of broke as like it was nailed on all of a sudden, and then and then I think perhaps everybody was really keen on it, but then the price was just too much. Um, so yeah, with the defender, um, they want sixty million euros for him. Unless that changes, that's never going to happen. Um, there, there is the one thing with Inter Milan that we do have is they still owe us money for Ericsson so there could be a deal there but not at 60 million euros no, Levy's not going to pay that is he no he's not no, he's not um, the last one is what's going on with Dele um, that's the last one from Matthew Fleming um, yeah ooh that's that's a God, he asked, he asked the big questions this week, didn't he? <laughs> um, Deli Alley, um, Jose thinks he's lazy. I mean, I don't. Uh, this is oversimplification, but Jose thinks he's lazy. Um, he doesn't train well enough, in Jose's opinion. Um, Jose last season came down like a hammer on Tangi Undombele, 
and has seen an improvement. Um, I think Jose this season's come down like a hammer on Delhi, and he's hoping to see the same improvement. Um, there's a link that Paris Saint-Germain are in for him. It would appear that that link has has merit. They have definitely come in and made an approach. They want to loan him with an option to buy, um, and the club have said no. There was a story that we offered him to Real Madrid, and apparently that came from the Real Madrid side, but everyone this side saying it's not true. Um, so I'm not, you know, it's weird. Real Madrid leaked that we offered him and then said, but we're not interested. And then our side are saying, we never offered him. That's, you know, that's weird. Why would we do that? We, we got an issue of homegrown players. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, you know, it's one of those things where there's, you know, his story, their story, and then the truth. Uh, the reality, though, like I said, I think if you simplify it as much as possible, the simplification is Jose just doesn't think he works hard enough. And I think there's a fair few Tottenham fans who'd look at Dele for the last two seasons and say he's not hit the levels we expect of him. I think that's fair to say without being mean. Yeah, I, th- I think um, I think the thing is with Dele as well, he's one of them players, he's, he's always been one of them players where, you know, I mentioned the Crystal, the goal he scored against Crystal Palace. I mean, that was one where yeah. he was getting grief off the fans the first half because he wasn't being getting involved and then he scores that goal and yeah. you forget about his effort. Yeah. And, and, and obviously he's, he scored some cracking goals in the past, like the, the two against Chelsea at Stamford Bridge and that's that's all yeah. you'll remember him for, not his, his effort and his work rate. And I think his, yeah. his work rate has lacked, you know, over the years. I don't think this is a new thing. And maybe no, maybe agree. Jose's identified that and thought, if I can get his work rate up, then we're yeah. going to see an even better player. Yeah, and I think he wants him to be inspired as well. I think he wants him to come back and be like, you know, we've signed Bale, we've done this, we've done this. He wants him to come back and go, no, I'm still good enough to be in this team. Yeah. Um, you know, he's kind of challenged him. He challenged him with this, you know, right, I'm going to pick you Thursday night, you're going to go to Macedonia, you are going to play. And he's literally said to the press, it's on him. Yeah. If he goes out there and plays as well as he can play, he like really shows me he wants it, you know, phenomenal. Yeah. You know, Jose and all managers want that headache. They want selection headaches. They don't want to have an 11 and everyone else go, oh, never mind, I'm getting paid. Mm. Mm. You know, They want people to push each other and drive each other on because nothing's going to drive the players on more than the possibility that the guy next to them is going to take the shirt. Of course. And that's the kind of environment he wants. Now, Mauricio Pochettino had this environment of one big family. You know, like, we're a squad, we're a family. If he plays this week, you know, don't worry, you're going to play. You know, like, the fullbacks rotated every week, you know, and just stuff like that. It was like, we're a family, we're all together. And that worked in this kind of weird way. It worked, but we didn't get over the line. Mm. Jose's come in with this far more confrontational, like, you know, everybody needs to be at it. You need to be competitive. You need to be on each other if your if your teammate does a bad pass tell him he's shit you know yeah yeah um which which i think's a real culture shock for some of the players i mean hugo took it to heart and tried to kill someone <laughs> at one point, but you know but i think it's a real culture shock for some of them but i think perhaps we're now seeing the um you know the signings he's made or people are coming who aren't shy you know uh pierre emile hoybier well done yeah, sam yeah thank you um he is not really on form yet. He's not fit enough. No, yet. you can, can yeah, you can see but, that, yeah. But in glimpses in the game, you can see what he's going to add to our side. You know, against Southampton in the second half and against Southampton as well, which must have been a bit weird for him. Uh, they got nothing. You know, he totally stopped them. Mm. <laughs> you know, every time they were going to get going, he was like, nope, 
Yep. <laughs> I'm taking the ball off you. In fact, I think I saw a statistic that in his first two games for us, so including the crappy Everton game, he's already made more interceptions and tackles than our other than Sissoko and Winks did last season. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty yeah. depressing, isn't it? <laughs> it is, actually. You know, you're supposed to look at that and go, wow, yeah, he's doing great. But no, he ain't nowhere near fitting on form yet for us. Yeah. And yet he's already showing what we've lacked. Oh, yes, exactly. Um but yeah, so I mean that's that. I mean the next one's from someone called Steph Stephanie uh, Cruy Alver. I don't know how to say. Are it. we I even going to read these out? It, he's had enough. He's it, had enough fame now. <laughs> it looks to me like this is the name of someone who's dead to me. <laughs> yeah. Um, I feel this question will be ignored. He's put in brackets, by the way. Um, who in your minds realistically needs to move on from the squad this season? I want to see Aurier move, but amount of games, etc. We need two right backs. Um, Serge Aurier, if an offer comes in, he'll go. Um, if an offer doesn't, Jose's got two right backs. I think he's quite happy with that. Mm. Um, I think Juan Foyf needs to leave. I think yeah. Cameron Carter-Vickers needs to leave. Um, if I'm being ruthless, I think Eric Lamella needs to leave. Mm. Um, Danny Rose is getting his term, contract terminated by the sounds of things. Don't, don't, don't get me going on Danny Rose. Um, Danny, yeah, I, I cannot put in the words the conflict I feel about Danny Rose. There's this emotional attachment I have to him because of the length of time he's been at the club and the fact that when he first joined, I, in a, you know, I don't know, I'm not alone in this, but I genuinely just loved the kid. He was like this real attacking winger, and then he tuned the left back. He went on loan to Sunderland to play left back to learn the position. He came back to us, and I was so impressed with him. And I remember the day he signed the new five year contract, it was just after we signed Ben Davis. And he got slagged off by Tottenham fans so much online, he deleted all of his social media. Mm. And from that, like for me, I was like so angry with that. I was like, how could you do that to one of our own players? You can have an opinion that he ain't, oh no, we, we should be aiming higher, whatever, but don't do that. He then went on to be probably the best left back in Europe for two seasons for us. Mm. And all those fans who destroyed him and probably created this mental health issue that he's got, and then like oh he's brilliant he's brilliant he's brilliant he then wants to leave and the you know turned on him he then does the prep you know everything that happened but there's this part of me that has this massive attachment to him and then there's this other part of me that really wants him to fuck off yeah yeah because i'm kind of done with it mm. now you know i'm kind of done with this and watching that documentary the way he spoke to jose the way he demanded to go and see daniel the way he's asking about whether Milan have come back into him, you know, Daniel Levy explaining he's got these ideas of clubs up here, it ain't happening. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I'm like this weird feeling over that, but yeah, he needs to I've go got, as well. I've got to say though, why Lamella? Why do you want to see Lamella go? Um, to be honest with you, the main reason on that is a little bit around squad management. I think our foreign players, we got too many. Um, I think if I was ranking players in that position that he plays, uh, I'd put Lucas ahead of him. Um, I'd put Bergwijn ahead of him. Um, and therefore, you know, I'd put Bale ahead of him and Son ahead of him. So if you've got four players ahead of you in a in a role which really there's only two players that play, um, if an offer came in, I, I'd look to cash in. Mm. But also his injury record means you can't rely on him. Yeah, And I say that with all the love and respect in the world. He's such a dedicated player you know like when he does go out for us 
he works tirelessly for the club, loves the club, and and so for again, part of me for that's like, yeah, you know, but you know, but again, being ruthless now, I think he contributes the least of players in that position, and I'd move him on. I can't be honest as well. Again, ruthless now. If an offer came in for Lucas, I'd probably consider it. Lucas as well. Yeah. Wow, you're in yeah, a ruthless well, move. I, I, I wouldn't shift both of them, but one of them, if offers came in, I, I, I'd take it, I think, if, you know, decent offers. Do you know, do you know it's funny with um, with Lamella, because uh, when, when we signed him, we obviously signed, he was one of the magnificent seven, I put in inverted commas, yeah, when we sold Bow. He's the last one. And I, I remember when we signed him, because uh, obviously Bow's famous for doing the heart thing as he celebrates, yeah. and Lamella used to do that for Roma. So I, I, oh, right. I, I did a... A thing on on I put it on on Facebook I think and it was like a top half of Bow doing it and obviously he'd been sold and the bottom half of Lamella doing it yeah. and it was like the king is yeah. dead long live the king right and and that was me uh, nice that was me going on how much we paid for him because at the time seven years ago I think we paid like nearly thirty million for him didn't we we paid a lot we of did. money yeah 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 and Big and time, also yeah. again I was made the mistake of looking on YouTube and and he looked a, a player you know he did look a player he was skipping yeah. past defenders. And I'm like, well, we have got a plough on our hands here, and it's 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 probably like you said, these injuries hasn't helped, but he's never no. he's never lived up to that potential. Like he's a good player, well, he, he's a good player, but he's never yeah. lived up to the I think his potential. Mate, mate, this is a guy in his twenties who's had a double hip replacement. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. I, I, you know, again, I said I'm being ruthless. Love the guy. He's he, you know, he kicked Wilshire in the face. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Why, I mean I you, you got to love him for that. <laughs> stamped, stamped on Fabregas um, and then smiled at him when he kicked off. Uh, but anyway, next question comes from Simon Whiteman, who says, thoughts on Sassignon and what's his best position? Can he be retrained as a wing-back? Seems like he's far down the pecking order as an attacker. Um, it would appear there's been a change of heart from Mr. Sessignon and he is now wanting to play as a left-back, an attacking full-back, something last season he was really keen not to. Um, I think the club and him have looked at it, analysed it and seen that that's his best route forward. Um, he, therefore, from what's being said and what I've been told by someone I trust, he is looking to go on loan for this season to play as a left-back. Um, in the Premier there League, there are a lot of there are a lot of clubs in for mm. him. Uh, Premier League and across Europe, two teams in Germany, one in Holland. It's Ajax, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know why I don't know why I said one in Holland. It's Ajax, yeah, sure. Um, uh, apparently, six teams in the Premier League. Uh, basically, the entire Championship would have him. Um, so yeah, he's got options of where to go. The key thing is with a loan like this is one, he's playing left-back. You don't want to send him on loan to really work in a position and then him get played here, there, and everywhere. Um, but, yeah, one is he's going to go there and he's going to be there starting left-back. And two is, you know, he is going to play. Mm. So wherever he goes, you want him to get games. Yeah, you know, course. it's almost like it's better for him to go to the championship for a season and play 30 to 40 games than it is to go sit on Ajax's bench. Yeah, of course. You know? so, yeah, yeah. So, but that is what the plan is with Mr. Sessignon, as far as I'm aware, anyway. Um, Pete Thompson says, do you think we will end up signing a striker? Everything rumour-wise is pointing that way. And what are your thoughts on Troy Deeney? <laughs> do you want me to do, you want me Pete, to do the Troy Deeney answer? <laughs> well, Pete, ironically, Pete's then asked me to do something. Pete, you can stick that up your ass. <laughs> no. Uh, Peter said, can I give a shout out to East Yorkshire Spurs group? 
anyone listening from that area, the Hull and East Riding area, I'll tell you what, East Yorkshire Spurs, Dan, one of our admin team, might be interested in that. I was going to say, yeah, he's from Dan. that neck of the woods, isn't he? Dan, Dan, pick up that musket, Dan. Um, yeah, go on, Dan. Join East Yorkshire Spurs group. There you go. Um, <laughs> I've shouted out lots of times now, Pete, despite your rude, rude <laughs> question. Um, would you like to take this one? Matt, I think it's, it's better for our language filter if you take <laughs> yeah. this one. Do you know what? I, I know you would... You would uh, there's probably a million players you'd take over Troy Deeney. And, and I... I look... It's only because of the amount of games we've got. I just think that he he it's almost like we, we look. I know we're, there's other strikers that we're after that I obviously would prefer, and hopefully that will be. And I don't think the Troy Deeney thing's ever going to happen. But even if sorry, can I just clarify? Are you about to say you would take Troy Deeney? If, like if 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 we took if we took two strikers on right and Troy, and one of them was that fella you were talking about. And the other one was because yeah. I can't. Pun- I mean, you struggle pronunciations. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. but but uh, and Troy Dean was the second. I'd, I'd take him. I, w- I genuinely would. Right to to play like League Cup games. Uh, you know, Europa League games. I think he's. I think he gives you something. It gives you something different. I had, I had. I literally had no idea when we started recording this episode. This would be the last one we did. <laughs> it's good to know. <laughs> um, you can stick to Dini, right? Right. We're moving go on. on. Go on. I, I can't. I can't. I can't. Uh, Victor Matheson or Matheson. Uh, Victor, hi. Uh, would love your comments on a free-for-free formation. Um, I think with Jose, mate, it's horses for courses. I don't think we're going to settle into any one system. Yeah. Um, I think we're going to see, you know, all sorts of different things. Um, Linton Ford, hello, Linton, says with the reports that we are interested in Skriniar and Milic again. How do you feel about them? We've answered this, Linton. I hope we answered it to your to your satisfaction. Uh, David Hunt says, How do you think Alex Morgan will fit in the Spurs women's squad? Is she the piece to lift Spurs women into top four of the Women's Super League? Um, oh, man, that's a good question. Um, they, they've put together a good squad. I mean, I'm not going to lie to people now. My, my knowledge of women's football is based around Tottenham women. Um, I, I watched the World Cup, so I know a fair few of the England squad. Um, and I and I knew a fair few of the Americans were because they are actually superstars in their own right. So when we signed this lady, I didn't know who she was. I was kind of like, wow, that's that's massive. Um, I think it's going to have a massive impact, possibly not on results as much as people think it will, but on the squad as a whole. You know, being training with someone like that, seeing how they work, how what they've done to reach the level, you know, etc. etc. Um. I can only see good things. I mean, we've got a striker, Rihanna Dean, uh, who's a goal machine, by the way. Uh, I mean, she must be just, you know, in over over the moon at this. You know, mm. here here's someone who I get to play with, train with, week in week out, who is a global megastar in my position. Um, you're only going to improve, and I think if you go into it with that attitude, and all of them go into it with that attitude. You know, things could be quite interesting. I'll tell you something that was quite interesting this week is Alex Morgan basically said, you know, seeing how things go, I might move here permanently. Mm. Um, so, yeah, hopefully she'll enjoy London. She probably won't enjoy the weather much. Yeah, I, I get the feet. Look, don't get me wrong. Look, you know, I I, I don't... My, my knowledge of, of, of uh, ladies' football, uh, women's football is, is quite uh, limited, uh, to say the least. Yeah. I mean, I, I did go and watch... Um, when we opened our new stadium... Uh, yeah, I remember. Yeah, you, I went yeah. and watched. Went and watched them at, Ch- at ground in Cheshunt, like a, a like a non-league ground, and uh, 
Yeah, I, I just I think from where they where they were then, and, and in, a, in a short period of time, they're now in the Super League, and they've got um, a, a player of that of that caliber and a player of that who's that famous. It, it can only yeah. it can only be a good thing for the squad. And uh, yeah, it, it's 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 obviously an appeal. It's it's going to give us more of a see. I, I don't want to come across cynical about it because. I don't. I see. Because of my limited knowledge, I don't. I don't. I don't want to speak for something I'm, I don't know that much about. But it's. It's. Is. Has it been done to kind of promote us, like you know, ladies football or or, yeah. or, or the, that that yeah. league? And also, there's when when she was being interviewed, there was a lot of her talking about London. And I think if you're American, I'd imagine the appeal of going to London might must be quite big because it's such a famous yeah, city, I isn't it? So. so yeah. And, and, but but then that that tells me that I think by the sounds of things I know she's is she thirty one isn't she she's she's uh, uh, I think so yeah so she's coming to the end of her career but even of all the clubs that are, that are in London uh, like you know you yeah. got uh, like, like like the Chelsea and Arsenal and they're big clubs there. I think we've done very well getting her by the sounds of things oh, I agree. For, like from my, yeah, from my limited knowledge it sounds like we've it's been a masterstroke bringing her to the squad. Yeah, no, no, no. It's been described as a as a transfer coup. Yeah, um, without a doubt. Um, okay, last ones from Howard Allen who asks uh, with regards to the Amazon documentary as well as welcoming Jose to the club. Do you think there should have been a better tribute or generally more for Mauricio and his team, a team that gave us five and a half years to the club and got top four finishes in previous four years? You know, uh, basically Howard's highlighting the fact they felt like that was a little bit rushed. Um. I personally am completely on the fence on this. I don't know how you feel, but I'll just elaborate and then and then you jump in. Um, I was a little bit initially kind of wow. They've edited him out of this. I was like, this this is mad. This is this doesn't feel right. Um, basically, this is the Jose show. Um, and that didn't sit with me. But upon reflecting on it, and this is why I'm kind of on the fence. Knowing how much Mauricio would have hated having that documentary there, knowing that that was very much a Daniel Levy thing and a money thing, knowing how it came to an end and how much that must have hurt, the fact that they, you know, I don't consider it as a kind of Mauricio was here and now he's not move on. It kind of felt like they gave him a tribute at the start of what he did, what he did for the club. They showed that the results were bad and he needed and therefore Daniel Levy got rid of him it kind of felt to me like actually no that that's better i think if you add the three episodes of him in charge with all of the footage of all of the problems behind the scenes dating that it would really tarnish his time at the club for a lot of fans so for me just this kind of he did this he did great and that's it we move on is actually better. Just my opinion. Yeah. What about yourself? Yeah, and 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 the thing is, this this documentary, it was it was one season, wasn't it? It was like it was last season. That was what the documentary was about. The start of last season to the end of last season, and yeah, and you know, you you look at Pochettino in in the start of his reign with us, or those first two or three years, he was amazing, and and towards the end, yeah, the, after the Champions League final, it just it just felt it fell flat and. It's almost like yeah. he lost lost the dressing room. It just didn't. It wasn't working anymore, and that's why uh, Levy made a change. It shocked us all yeah. because we was Poch was in charge for so long. But you have to. I guess you have to just remember and focus on the fact that it was just a documentary about last season. And and, it's, yeah. and there's no yeah, yeah, and there's yeah, no yeah, getting away from the fact that he that he, he he struggled, didn't he? I mean, just just forgetting. Literally, don't think about 
the Champions League final, just think from the beginning yeah. of the se- last season onwards, yeah. th- th- he struggled and, and there's, there's no getting away yeah. from that. You can't you can't make it any better than the fact that he really struggled and India needed to go. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I think we're kind of in agreement on that, which is a good thing. Um, we did have a couple from Instagram. Um, I'm just going to try and load that up real quick because I tried to load it up a minute ago and it didn't work, which is never a good thing. Oh, no. um, so let's try it now. Yeah, oh, here we go. Uh, oh, no. Mountain Man's back. Oh, Mountain Man. Excellent. It's Mountain Man. Mountain Man. Uh, do you think it's time for Delhi to move on? Uh, we've already answered that one, Mountain Man. But thank you. Um, hopefully our answers were sufficient because if you are a man the size of a mountain, I don't want to upset you. Yeah, I was going to say, that's, uh, a bit, Leo, that's a bit short, yeah. Sam. We don't upset you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Can't yeah. you elaborate just so it doesn't hurt us? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, 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 and we love you. Um, Leo Newson says, Scriniar or Diaz? Um, I'm going to say Scriniar. Mostly because... I'm not going to be able to say his name, and that could be funny. <laughs> He's got to do a video as well if we yeah. sign him. <laughs> oh, please. Yeah. I mean, but to be honest with you, the last guy did a video, and I failed miserably. I mean, like, really miserably. <laughs> so, uh, fingers crossed that gets fixed. Uh, but anyway, um, there's one final thing for this podcast, mate. Well, there's two final things, actually. But the one thing that a few people listening will be waiting for is we have a competition to win a 2020 21 Tottenham shirt it could be the home the second or the third shirt so white green or yellow uh, you can have it in any male adult size available from the club shop or women's fitted or child sizes um, you know so you get to choose um, obviously postage I'm afraid it's only available to mainland UK um, so don't get mad at me if you're living in some island in Scotland that no one's ever heard of um, uh, Northern Ireland accepted. I said mainland. There you go. But Northern Ireland, you're involved. Get involved. I know a few of you listen over there. So, um, I it's a real simple competition. Okay, it's literally you got to do something which helps us, and in doing that, we will then select one person at random, and it will be at random. I've got a little computer program that does it, um, and that they're, they're the winner, and we'll announce the winner on next week's show. All you need to do is this week. And have it into us before next week's show records, which will be next Thursday. So try and get it into us no later than Wednesday of next week. Um, you need to go on to whatever app you listen to us on, be it iTunes, Spotify, anything like that. Give the show a five-star review. And then you need to go into the comments if the comments are available. And you need to write uh, something nice about the show. You can make up. You can go with what, anything you want. But the review must have the phrase, so you can write whatever you want, and then the end of the review must say, but Sam did say Bale would never come back. <laughs> Are we not going to mention the word tattoo or anything? No, 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 no. That's all gone. So you just got to put, so write whatever you like, but make it nice, because if you write something mean, I'll lose your entry. I, I won't, but <laughs> that's just me saying it. So five-star review, write anything you like about the show, this nice... And then put put at the end, but Sam did say Bale wouldn't come back. Um, and then obviously you can say anything you want as well. As long as that's in there. I don't mind if it's at the end, just make sure it's in there. Uh, so yeah, I think that's clear. Go on, leave a review. Then you need to take a screenshot of that. Once you've taken a screenshot of it, uh, the review has to be submitted, by the way. So don't just write it, take a screenshot and then leave it, because that would be cruel. 
Um, it, it possibly takes a day to update sometimes for it to be there. But once it's there, take a screenshot, email it into me, which is sam at spursnews.co.uk. I'll say that again. Sam, S-A-M, at spursnews.co.uk. Send me the screenshot, put in the email who you are, and then next week I will announce the winner. Um, if you've listened and you've entered in the competitions in the past, it's possible you've already done this for us and you might not be able to do it again, but go grab a different thing. You know, If you listen via Apple, go on the Spotify, leave one there. If you listen via Google, go somewhere else. We are on Amazon Music Podcast now as well, which means you can listen to us via any Alexa device, which is kind of weird for me. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, um, so so that's the competition. Get involved, get entering, nudge a few people, get them to listen and get them to enter too. Finally, the last thing I just want to touch on is the Leighton Orient situation. Um, the League Cup game against Leighton Orient still hasn't, as of the time we've recorded this, officially been given to us as a bye. However, many journalists say it, it's just a case of it being announced now. Um the thing I want to talk about, I mean, all of that's well documented, everyone knows what's gone on with that. But the thing I want to talk about is the fact that Tottenham fans have spent, in the last 48 hours, approaching £30,000 in Leighton Orient's club shop online, buying all sorts of stuff. To the point their home and second jerseys, their shirts, have sold out. Um, Spurs fans have done this because of a com- campaign that started on Twitter. Um, with Leighton Orient obviously highlighting the fact that the financial loss of not being able to play this game would be huge for them. Um, this is not something that's been directed by anyone. It's a purely fan-driven movement, and I just wanted to highlight it because I think it highlights what a great community we have as Spurs fans. Um, we give each other a lot of crap. We all get a lot of crap, but it's just something I was really proud of to be a part of and to see. So I just wanted to talk about it. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's fantastic news, and 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 I feel so sorry for them because that we they we offered to to do the because they it's not mandatory for them to do the COVID tests, and we offered to do it, and they accepted no. it. And there's two, there was two or three clubs who played Premier League opposition in in the in the in the in the, in the, in the cup, and they and they just yep. said no, don't worry about it. And it's like Leighton and Orient are being punished for being honest, and it, it's not it's not yep. fair. So yeah, I. I got nothing for sympathy for them mate to be honest i wasn't aware of this and if, if i get yeah. a chance i'm going to go online and see if i can get something from the club shop as well yeah yeah yeah, yeah i do yeah, yeah. I, I i bought a mug uh, a scarf and i bought my little and um their away shirt which is in black because that's the one she picked Wicked. so yeah um but anyway that's our show for this week a big thank you to everybody for listening um, apologies if we've got any sound issues this week I've, I've had to set up in a different place so I'm conscious there's going to be a few I'll try my best to edit it but if there are a few apologies it'll be sorted by next week uh, but that's from me uh, take care everyone we'll be back next week take care mate thank you for listening to the Spurs News Podcast we hope you enjoyed the show Remember, you can join in the conversation on our Facebook page with over 60,000 fellow Tottenham fans at facebook.com slash Spurs News. 